we let so many Sundays go by without diving 100% in. And like my kids are getting older now and it's like this battle with them because I'm like, listen, like my to my eight and 10 year old, I'm like, I am not at church. I am not at mass for you. Like <laughs> this is this is one hour of the week on Sunday, right? <laughs> that like, like, I don't want you to talk to me. I don't want you to ask me questions. I don't want you to tell me you have to go to the bathroom. Like you're old enough now. You are, I'm entering a hundred percent in at this point. Okay. And, and I need you to, to try to enter mm-hmm. in as well. Mm-hmm. Minimally don't distract me. And, and I think the reason I'm, I'm like focusing in on this is because I want them to see that like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to passively approach mm-hmm. the altar on the yeah. Sabbath day. Right. Take it seriously. Yeah. And, and the, it's their job to not passively approach the altar on Sunday as well. Hey, friends, and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. My name is Brad Pierre, and I'll be the host for today's show. And I'm here with my good friends and brothers in Christ, Dan Dimite. And Aaron Richards. And uh, as Aaron would say, we're in the illustrious Damascus Media Studio. And um, we're really excited today because it's not just another day in the studio. Mm. Today is a day in the studio during the Empower Conference, which is really exciting. So our Empower Conference is our young adult conference here at Damascus. We started a couple years ago. This is our third rendition Mm -hmm. of it. And Mm -hmm. um, we're right in the middle of it. So we're excited to kind of Talk about what the Lord's already doing and um, talk it's a little a bit about it. Huh? Uh, what does that does that word mean? What I think it means? <laughs> I, I, I think know. it means it's the <laughs> third production thereof, or yeah. the third like iteration of it. Yeah, those it, are it all just different makes it words. Sound very produced as I, opposed to yeah, Holy but, Spirit driven. But we are currently <laughs> recording a podcast and a radio show, so I thought having very succinct language could be good. On that note, I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to throw it over to you, maybe for some succinct language in prayer that can kick us into. Oh, okay, great. Uh, is that, Actually, if you are a faithful Beyond Damascus. Uh, viewer, we decided a couple episodes ago, Brad, that this chair was going to be the official chair oh, seat. Oh, okay, so we're going to just pass it. I'm not in the official chair seat, but I never get asked to pray. The official chair seat or the prayer seat? Oh, chair sure. and seat are the same thing if we're going to talk words today. I pray <laughs> okay, in the name so. of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, uh, we love you, and we adore you, and we bless you, we praise you. Lord, you are... Uh, mighty to save. You are wonderful and glorious. You are everything to us, and we want to give our lives completely and entirely to you. Lord, we thank you for calling us into your service. We thank you for allowing us to experience intimacy with you. We thank you for calling us into partnership in the new evangelization with you. We pray that you would empower us as we um, listen to this episode, as we enter into this conversation. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Anyone who's listening today, I pray that the power of God would just um, be manifested more boldly and more concretely in your life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, Father, and the Son, Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's so good. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for today's episode because I really love this time of year in our ministry. There's something about the Empower Conference for us internally that's super special because our mission staff and our missionaries they're serving alongside each other. And a lot yeah. of times, um, for those who are listening, our, our missionary program, our first and second year missionaries, they run retreats year-round. Our mission staff help facilitate those retreats, aid those retreats, and aid all the other things that we do as Damascus. And to see them on 
a conference together, ministering alongside each other is always super mm-hmm. cool. Um, I wonder just from your guys' <laughs> perspective, because obviously Empower has gone through some seasons because we started it during really the, the end, well, I guess kind of like towards the tail end of the first wave of the pandemic. And there's been a lot that's happened in it. Um, I think I just want to ask what your experience of Empower has been the last couple years before this year. Um, yeah, and just kind of build from there. Oh, nice. Aaron, yeah, for, do share. I, I think for me, this has been one of those, uh, one of those realities where we sort of just hold on lightly to, mm-hmm. to what it is that God's offering, you know, mm-hmm. the first year and Brad, you, you know, to, to give credit where it's due, you were really one of the, one of the big advocates of, of this conference. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in light of the pandemic when all of the other major conferences had kind of canceled their efforts yeah. that we decided we wanted to do something intentionally here. And Every subsequent year, it seems that we've asked the question as to whether this thing has run its course or whether we should still be engaging. And it's it's really neat year after year, and once again, especially this year, to see that there is, in fact, a community that that really desires this, mm-hmm. yeah. right? That's really hungry for this. And I think for me, uh, it's one of those moments where... Uh, kind of our core family, you know, mm-hmm. our, our mm-hmm. missionary alumni, mm-hmm. our mission staff, um, you know, camper alumni and their close friends can, can all unite in such a way that like, w- we are just aggressively going after the Lord with a hunger and expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen to that. That's so true. Yeah. How about you, Dan? Um, yeah, I think because of that, I think the, um, there's a need for fresh revelation. Like a lot of times in ministry, especially here, like we run confirmation retreats. And so uh, if you're going to run 15 confirmation retreats throughout the course of the year, you're going to do, we run the same confirmation (laughs) retreat 15 times, right? Or if you're, you're, we run summer camp, right? Mm -hmm. And in the summer, you know, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. We have three different camps. We have uh, like all these, like seven, what, over 7,000 kids that will serve this summer, but it's, um, for the most part, we're running the same camp week mm-hmm. after week after week. And ministry can sometimes become repetitive. And uh, for me, it's fun because this conference, because all of our missionaries who already receive all of our formation are mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. and all of our mission staff missionaries who have been walking in our way of life for four to five years, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like preparation for this conference is like, I need fresh revelation. Mm-hmm. I like, Lord, you have to pour out something new and you need to, you need to communicate something new and you need to do something new. And mm-hmm. so it's really a, for me, it's always been a, a season of crying out for, mm-hmm. for freshness and, and maybe fresh revelation isn't the right thing to say theologically, right? Because sure. Jesus Christ is the, the fullness, fullness of, of revelation. revelation. Yeah. Okay. But a fresh <laughs> spin on the fullness <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, revelation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, because it might be surprising to people, but you haven't exhausted the entirety of Jesus uh, and the know, revelation it, that he brought. Yeah, is that what you're it's saying? It's like the mystery of God. <laughs> it's like there, it's, or something. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but to, you know, and I think that's what's so fun for me is it really puts me on a place of dependence on my knees, like crying yeah. out to God. And the fruit I've seen from that mm-hmm. is um, that I personally have like, it's a, it's a beautiful conference for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it is for, there's, there's a hunger for people I feel like sometimes you go to conferences and and you wait until day three to get into the meat and potatoes. And mm-hmm. that's always just kind of annoying. It's like, I, I got a lot of things to do in my life. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. wait until day three. Like, mm-hmm. if there's good stuff, let's start with the good stuff. And um, and I, I feel like that's one of the things we try to do here is just go, boom. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have time mm-hmm. to wait. It's, a, it's an empower conference. So the goal isn't 
faith awakening. Mm-hmm. And, and so you don't mm-hmm. have to spend the time with the initial proclamation of the gospel. We just kind of just go in. Mm-hmm. Like we assume this is a crowd of disciples of Jesus who are hungry for the more of God. And it allows us to take the next step mm-hmm. into the more of God. Yeah. And I think it, a, a huge uh, part of the conference is allows us to do that is that we have that large group processing time. Like, in the morning after our night sessions, right? Because I think what a lot of people, when they listen and they say, well, how can you go super deep right away, right? Like, because there's going to be different people in the crowd. There's going to be people that know you and that have been to conferences before and that have encountered God deeply before and that are actively living discipleship. And then there's going to be the people that were invited by them. And how do you meet both of them where they're at? And what I would say is that the the way that we've felt like the Lord's invited us to do it is to really, night one, set the bar high yeah. and explain what God's doing. And like, in our times now. And then in the mornings for anyone that was on any of those different planes to come together and to process, here's where I was at. And here, like, and then all of a sudden you're building up a unified front. Then by the time you get to night three, the people that were in very different places now have processed that and are in a very similar place. So I think that that's a that's, huge part of what That's a unique dynamic to it this is. conference, right? Definitely. Can you explain how that happens? Yeah. So we have empower sessions. So to your point, Dan, it's not just faith awakening. We're wanting to empower people. And really to your point, Aaron, when we first started this conference, what I saw as a gap in our young adult uh, mission was that at Damascus, in all of our things, we awaken, empower, and equip. And I saw in our young adult sphere that we were awakening people on college campuses through our awakened nights and through other things. And we were equipping them through our missionary program. And I saw this kind of gap where I, I think young adults who even don't serve with us as missionaries go serve somewhere else. Yeah. We have something I think to offer them. And so um, long story short, in order for it not to be a faith awakening conference, I thought to Dan's point, we really needed to go at like new revelation uh, in, in what was being provided, like this is an aspect of Jesus that we want to present to you in, in, in this way. And from there, we decided that every um, subsequent morning, so we have four, a four-day conference, we have three night sessions, and we have three empower sessions. And those are sessions in the morning led by some of the most amazing pastoral mm-hmm. people you ever meet. Um, and uh, a lot of them are on our team. So Monica, uh, Aaron's wife, has led them in the past. Sarah Kazmarek, who's a part of Encounter Ministries, has led them in the past. We have some in in-house people um, carrying them this year who um, might not be as familiar to our listeners, but are equally as amazing. Yeah. And um, and really, they just unpack with people. Like, hey, you might have came in last night, and it might have been hard to enter in. Let's go to the Lord with that this morning, right? Were there things on your mind? Were there things happening around you that were different, you know? Or you might have come in, and you might have had an expectation, and you might have set the current for the night for yourself. Mm-hmm. Did you yield to the Lord? Like, you can you can ask these questions that allow people to be like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, I, I fit that mold, or I fit that. Yeah. And it allows me to see how God wants to empower me past my circumstance. It's like a large group, small group. A large group, small group. No, <laughs> yeah. that is, yeah, that's a way of saying it, for sure. Yeah, so and instead it, of just like, yeah, because sometimes you go to the conferences, and there's so much content mm-hmm. that you don't actually mm-hmm. process or yeah. activate the content yes. in your life. And so there that's was really content. Good delivered last night, there was time and silent adoration where we're just like, okay, now God's doing things in your heart. Just, Mm -hmm. you can't run Mm -hmm. and talk to someone else about it. Just talk to God about it. And and then this morning it's this, yeah, it's processing. Okay. So don't move away from that word before it's been activated and mobilized in your life. Mm -hmm. And so those Mm -hmm. questions that's so neat, how they do that is they allow it to, okay, the Lord did something last night. We're not going to move on to the next topic yet. Let's make sure that whatever he did mm-hmm. is kind. And, and it, this happens all the time just to anyone listening, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
we have an amazing prayer time in the morning and God hits us with something or we go to mass mm-hmm. and like the second reading is like, whoa, yeah. like, and you just get hit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you leave mm-hmm. and you're at coffee and donuts or you go to work and all of a sudden, like it, you, you move on a little bit too fast. Mm-hmm. And what God wanted to do, if you don't revisit it, it's not actually done. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when the spirit starts to stir something in you, don't move on mm-hmm. until, mm-hmm. until, until he's completed the work he's begun in you. And mm-hmm. so I think there's something really neat about that, that conferences often are content overload where mm-hmm. this is really, you know, we're activating. Well, this. and let me add a little bit to that in the sense that, yeah, so it's a large group, small group, but it's also a recognition that in the crowd, there are going to be people that process in different ways. So what happens is in the empower session, they break into small groups, but the questions are asked individually. Mm-hmm. So from the front, you have someone who's, like reading the room over the course of last night, coming in with their understanding of where they thought different people were at, come in and ask questions that you individually process and then share in a small group more on a peer-to-peer level without a leader within the small group. And and this is a reason for that is because if, I guess I can just speak for me, like when I'm in a small group, sometimes I'm so external that I'll dominate the small group. And I don't mean to, like, I don't mean to like overpower someone else's process. Uh, it's good self-awareness. Yes, no, Brad. thanks. But, uh, <laughs> but no, the reason, but I, I think the reason I'm saying that is simply to make the point that in that case, I want to wrestle those things. And when someone asks me that question and I can start that wrestle and thought process, yeah. then by the time I go into that small group <laughs> to share, I'm like, oh, I've actually processed these questions. Here's what I'd like to share so that I can get a different lens on it. And now someone that processes like me and then someone who's incredibly internal is also able to kind of sit and then bring something to the table. So I think that's what makes it unique. And I think it's also what makes it empowering. But you're right, Dan, we have to um, we have to allow the Lord to, to actually speak to us and then for us to respond to it. And that goes back to what Aaron was saying. I mean, each year the Empower Conference has been pretty different. And I'm sure that's people's experiences in the beginning of really anything, you know? But every year we've had certain things that have remained the same. And we've had certain things that when we've gone to the Lord, we're like, actually, we're called to implement this or we're called to change this a little Mm -hmm. bit. That that hanging on loosely um, is really important because it puts God in charge. And I think that's um, a huge goal of the Empower Conference is we want to put God in charge charge because they're going to leave with him and not necessarily with us. Okay. So this podcast isn't meant to be a commercial for ourselves. So (laughs) how, like, why does this matter for anyone who's listening? Yeah. Right. So that's, I think that's what I wanted to go next is I think the, um, the, the foundation we're setting here is to really say that the Empower Conference is supposed to be a different kind of conference, not not so that the people listening all come to the Empower Conference, although you could if you'd want to. Um, and you should. And you should, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, to your point, not, not to make it a commercial, but to say that I think the reason that people are coming to this and that we've sold out each year that the three have been different is precisely because the conference isn't made to bring people together. It's made to send people out. Like the reason this is relevant for the people listening is if you want to be empowered in your life, go somewhere where you can get fresh revelation and formation and then go do something about it. Yeah. Right? Like, like if we're just going to be conference junkies for the rest of time, or if we're just going to be hopping from program to program for the rest of time, we're going to have these momentary fillings where we are going to a place to ask what we can get instead of through the lens of then in turn what we can give. So I wonder, that's what I want to throw that to you guys. Yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, when you said conference junkies, I think the, well, first of all, I had like the, the, the mental image came of like some like yeah. really 
junkie person on the couch wearing like a like yeah, sure, sure, with sure, like sure. stains all over it. But uh, I don't know why that came to my mind. But I think thank the, you for sharing. That. I'm yeah. glad that you shared that. Yeah. It was very vivid. Now that it's uh, not- <laughs> but I, I think what ha- like what happened in the 70s. Not that I was alive in the 70s. That the charismatic movement, like the Holy Spirit, came in power, and there was all of these conferences where people were getting. Um, they were declaring Jesus as Lord and they were getting baptized in the Holy Spirit and they were mm-hmm. having the gifts of the Holy Spirit manifest in their life. And there was this missionary impulse where they start taking the charismatic movement uh, uh, into their parishes and they start these life in the spirit seminars and these life in the spirit seminars had people coming to them and, and they they were mm-hmm. baptizing people in the Holy Spirit there and they were receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when and where and how it happened, but at some point it became the the charismatics who had gotten it, they just kept going to conferences and prayer mm-hmm. meetings by themselves, and they stopped inviting other people in, and they mm-hmm. stopped going mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And the because they became insular, mm-hmm. the conference numbers declined, and then they declined, and then they no longer happened. And mm-hmm. the prayer meetings, the numbers declined, and they declined, and they no longer happened. And the baptism of the Spirit <laughs> seminars or life in the Spirit mm-hmm. seminars declined and then they no longer happened mm-hmm. and the renewal almost died out well, where mm-hmm. into the early 2000s the 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 seeds of the renewal were still mm-hmm. around yeah. or, or the faithful remnants of it but it wasn't growing anymore mm-hmm. and there's almost like the mm-hmm. lord is renewing the renewal mm-hmm. but in order to renew the renewal we have to make sure that we are a missionary people that when we receive the gift of the holy spirit we actually live we're mm-hmm. empowered we don't yeah. go to conferences for the warm fuzzies and the ticklings of the Holy Spirit, we actually go to live this faith as mm-hmm. a missionary, mm-hmm. um, or else it will die away. Yeah. And, and furthermore, it's not just our experience that dies away, but it's actually our our ability to receive the gift. Yeah. Because right? the the gifts of the Spirit are given for the upbuilding of the church. church. Yeah. So yeah, if if I become you know interior focused, then not only yeah not only will the conferences mm-hmm. stop but mm-hmm. the renewal will stop yeah yeah well and that's why i think this conference fits so into our podcast here because really the entire point of the conference is that they would come encounter jesus like get into a relationship with the holy spirit in a way that they recognize his indwelling in them and they go on to mission and so like yeah. like the entire christian life can be summarized with encounter process action encounter process action, right? Like, like I, I want to encounter Jesus. Like, think about it even at the most micro level. I want to encounter Jesus in my daily prayer life. I want to process that throughout my day. I want to see through that lens. I want to see what he was speaking to me that morning and why that's related to this situation or why that's related to this thing in my family or why that's related to this thing I'm experiencing. And then I want to act from the place where I'm experiencing those promptings. And then what I would say, if, if you're listening today, like, and this is what I think is um, also really neat about each night of the conferences. I think there's ample time to to reflect too. That like we need to encounter Jesus, process that encounter, act on what He's showing us through that process, mm-hmm. and then reflect or examine. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast. But then at the end of that night, okay, Lord, what did you reveal to me in the morning? Did I process that throughout the day, and did I act on that? And to the degree that I did, mm-hmm. if you could double that tomorrow. I would be so grateful. Yep. And to the degree that I didn't, if you could forgive me right now, I'd be grateful. And then we can do something, right? And yeah. I think that's the point of this um, show about the conference is simply to say that, yes, like a conference is so good, but a conference is good to the degree that it shows you how your day-to-day life is supposed to yeah. be. It's supposed to be a, a new recognition that what I'm supposed to be living out every day is what I experienced. 
those four days. Well, once you describe actually, it's 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 also the Catholic Mass, which is really sweet. You know, like huh. in the sense of it's it yeah, is, more it's come to encounter, to process, and to to go into action. Right? That mm-hmm. there's this uh, we go into Mass and we encounter Jesus Christ, who is the Word, mm-hmm. and then we enc- mm-hmm. encounter Jesus Christ in His body, blood, soul, and divinity. Actually, I was just in a, a Chaldean right church mm-hmm. and. The Chaldeans, they're an amazing right uh, yeah. of Catholics under the the Holy See. And, uh, and for those who don't understand, right, that this is a community out of Iraq, right, that has yeah, yeah. been re- repopulated in the Western world and are bringing their Catholic faith. And they're ballers because they oh, have, wow. like, their, their brothers and sisters, their relatives are literally living in the midst of, you know, tyranny Persecu- like, and persecution. persecution. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in all of their churches, they have— uh, the tabernacle on one side, like, so when you walk into a Catholic church, a tabernacle is a, a front and center, right on the back wall. And in their churches, they put the tabernacle to the, to the right of the altar or the left of the altar, depending on which yeah. way you're sitting. And then the word of God on, on the, the left. Huh. And so they, the presence of God in the blessed sacrament and the presence of God in the word. Right. And we, we go huh. in and it, it, when we go to mass, we encounter right. God in the word. And we process him, right? Like through the, the homily is meant to process, to reflect on what if we just encountered the word of God. Like mm-hmm. he spoke to his people yeah. and then we encounter him again and we receive his body, blood, soul, and divinity. And like mm-hmm. the general instruction for the Roman Missal, the German, like literally says there's, there's supposed to be silence after receiving the blessed sacrament. So you can like... What just like I just took Jesus into me, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then the the closing words of Mass is this call to action, like yeah. go, yeah. you know, like announce the gospel and, and, of the Lord the gospel, in yeah. peace. And then almost like you you go throughout the week and you get back the the next you know the next Sunday and it's like okay, like now I need I need to reflect what happened this week. Yeah, and I'm rooted mm-hmm. again on the Sabbath day mm-hmm. in the Lord to process to reflect on what the week's been like and to ask for the more of God, you know. And I think. The we let so many Sundays go by without diving a hundred percent in, and like my kids are getting older now, and it's like this battle with them because I'm like, listen, like my to my eight and ten year old, I'm like, I am not at church, I am not at mass for you. Like <laughs> this is this is one hour of the week on Sunday, right? That like <laughs> like I don't want you to talk to me. I don't want you to ask me questions. I don't want you to tell me you have to go to the bathroom. Like you're old enough now, you are. I'm entering a hundred percent in at this point. Okay. And, and I need you to, to try to enter mm-hmm, in as well. Mm-hmm. Minimally don't distract me. And, and I think the reason I'm, I'm like focusing in on this is because I want them to see that, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to passively approach mm-hmm. the altar on the yeah, Sabbath day. Right. Take it seriously. Yeah. And, and that it's their job to not passively approach the altar on Sunday as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder like, <laughs> I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on this. It just came to my mind when you were talking there. But like in our faith so often, we encounter and process and don't act. And then we encounter and process and don't act and encounter and process and don't act. And I wonder like, what would that look like in your, in your, um, in your job? (laughs) If like, if you encountered your boss and you processed what they said and you never acted, I'm not saying that God, like the analogy is going to fall short at some point, but what I'm saying ultimately is that you wouldn't be doing the job of the assignment you've been given, yeah. right? At a minimum, right? You'd be a bad yes, you'd be, uh, you, no, 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 <laughs> but you, you, well, you would be at least an employee making bad choices, yeah. right? And so, uh, <laughs> but at, at some point, 
the action is actually that, and this is what's so beautiful, and we've had conversations here about the, the, the faith and works type stuff. Ultimately, that action is what is giving credibility mm. and what is giving authenticity to what you're saying you're encountering. Yeah. You know? And now, and now there's, a, there's a humility to understand that certain things that God has us encounter and process, we're not privy to act on right away. So I'm not saying just go act all the time, but the essential element of action yeah. is definitely part of any kind of maturity in any place, a job place. Think about if a coach, I'm encountering a coach's mm-hmm. teaching and I'm, I'm processing it. And then, you know what? I turned the ball over again. I'm benched. Now, again, I'm not saying that God's going to bench us. What I'm saying is the reason I'm being benched or the reason in my job I would be fired is because I'm, I'm not actually doing the assignment that's at hand. Well, I mean, there are indications in scripture that you can be benched in the sense of like, mm-hmm. if, if the spirit has an anointing over your life, and you don't step into that anointing, hmm. he's going to give it to someone else. Like literally uh, uh, in scripture, he, mm-hmm. no, no one's preaching the gospel. So what is it like a donkey starts to preach the gospel? Mm-hmm. It's like that if uh, the Lord's going to, his spirit is going to fall over someone who's going to take action. And if you don't take action, you're going to, you're going to miss out. Yeah, and, that's a good word. And that so, should be hopeful too. Yeah, it Because, because if, if we're hungry, you know, like, and again, I don't know, sometimes hungry, we can be like, okay, that's a word that, has like, even if that doesn't sit well with you, like hungry, like expectant, you use the yeah. word that you want, but like that, that should be hopeful for us. That yeah. When that happens, it, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's part of the definition of the call, right? Yeah. That, you know, the, the Lord is very clear through scripture consistently that, that as we enter in, like that fruit is expected of us, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, you can't do one without the other. Yeah. And uh, I think is the, the quicker we can come to to recognize that and and to demonstrate that and to call people to that and to mm-hmm. witness to that. I mean that that's why that's why most people, if we want to be honest, their their common experience of Christianity is boredom. Yeah, right. Right. Because yeah. because because they're missing a major component of it. Yeah. Well, the, the, like the adventure that we emphasize, like at Damascus, a lot of times I'm asked kind of like how adventure got in, and you guys would probably know more than I there, but since I've been here like what I've begun to realize is action is where adventure's at. Like it, the adventure's not in the, like it, it is in the encounter, which is what stirs me. But then in the process, that's that's why it gets boring is because I was really excited at the encounter, but then the process kind of got tedious and I was kind of overwhelmed and I didn't know which direction to go. But it's like, no, take that excitement. Sure, process it. But the moment that you're like, I feel kind of like stuck, go do something. Yeah. Like go, like, again, I'm not saying like, <laughs> again, hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not. Don't go be imprudent and do a bunch of dumb things. What I'm saying is like, go do something. Go, go, go have like at, at a minimum, go have a conversation with a, mm-hmm. a friend of yours who also loves the Lord and is trying to grow and allow them to challenge you, hold them accountable, have it in a public space. So someone might overhear it, open a Bible at a coffee shop. Like uh, those aren't the, the, those aren't the epitome of mission, but those are a start. Like, don't get stuck because then it gets boring, right? Yeah. When the devil's convinced us watching people do something is doing something, right? Watching like, if people I, do it, something is doing something. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I watch TV, I'm watching football players play yeah. football and I'm like, in the game. I've you know, heard like, you talk about like this I'm with Facebook. Yeah, like, yeah. like uh, it might've been in one of our recent episodes, but like on Facebook, you're like, yeah, I feel like I do something when I like it. Yeah. Or yeah, something yeah. like I, that. I, it's that, I like it's that, comment. it's that idea, yeah, right? Yeah. And so it's that, no, the, like going to a conference feels like I'm doing something right. Like, but I'm going to the conference for encounter and for, um, processing. Yeah. And then, then I have to do something. Yeah. And, and so the, the people running the conference, they're the ones doing something at that point. Right. And it's so, so 
don't just watch them do something and feel like because I'm watching them yeah. do something, I'm doing something. Like, no, like, let's go and do it. Let me receive their gift. And mm-hmm. then give, I always feel a little stupid when I watch these. Like, I really like adventure shows. Like, sure. the, you know, like Lost or <laughs> like Alone and these like shows where people are like living out uh, these like adventure realities. I'm like, dude, I don't. I don't go backpacking like that. <laughs> like, 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 I don't live that adventure that I apparently well, we, love we so much. We also have to recognize survival of the fittest is real. And if I'm out there backpacking yeah, like done. some of these, like I'm not on the show. I died before they started filming, yeah. actually. When we got lost, I was lost and I was done. But um, no, I, I think that, um, I, yeah, I, like that adventure side, I think is important. I do. And I, I want to, um, I want to actually speak to the empowerment aspect of that. Like, I think a lot of times the reason we're not wanting to go into action is because we feel like we've been awakened without power. Hmm. Right. So the, the encounter is what awakens. We, I mean, we know that, right. So it, it awakens me. Like, like it opens my eyes. Like I love that story of the, um, the blind man that Jesus heals. I'm forgetting where it's at in scripture, but when he, when he first prays, the man has his sight partially restored and he sees, um, it's, he says, I, this has always been confusing to me. He says that he saw people that looked like trees, but how did he know what trees looked like? Maybe he had in his mind that trees looked like people. I don't know. But, um, liar. You're not really blind. The Lord, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, uh, we'll set that aside. But then the Lord contends, uh, contends Whoa. again. Brad just and, debunked the entire <laughs> word of God. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leave your comments just to let me know how appreciative you are. No, yeah. I'm kidding. No, the, uh, the no, set. Someone's going to be like, well, let me explain exactly <laughs> yeah, why, Brad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the reality. I'll I'll be glad to learn. Um, But the second time, then his eyes are are fully opened. Um, And I think there's something to be said there that actually, I think in our, in our journey, when we're awakened, it's kind of that we see as in a mirror, like it Mm -hmm. says in first Corinthians, we see, and it's actually through empowerment that I, that I feel um, the impetus to pursue God in a, a more complete way and to pursue mission in a more complete way. And my eyes go from that kind of healed into the greater clarity as I make that journey, you know? And so I think the Empower Conference, um, we were trying to get people into action by letting them know, like, that power is inside of you. What, what, what do you guys think about that? Like, just that idea of power, I, I do think that's a huge hesitation. So if, we're, if we encounter and then go to process, I think the stumbling block yeah. between process and action a lot of times is I'm not confident in the power. That well, I and one of the cool things about this, this crew that's here as well is that most of them are living this on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah, so, on their college campuses and their places of work. Right, and I mean, one of the one of the big audiences that we have here is even our our ambassadors. Yes, yeah. that's right. And those are missionaries. For those listening, those are missionaries who served with us in the summer, and we want to allow them to reintegrate to their campuses in a way that blesses there, right? Because again, our mm-hmm. missionary program in the summer is not to become the best summer of your life, but to be the summer that changes your life, so you can change yeah. others' lives. And I mean, I don't know. My experience at this event and my experience at similar ones like this has been. I really love like Dan to what you were saying earlier, participating as a leader, because mm-hmm. I'm able to, I'm able to, to witness to the fact and to actually live the fact that like, Hey, I can't just always pour out. Like I, I need, yeah. I need to be in a place of, of truly position myself mm-hmm. in the Lord to, 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 uh, act with desperation, right. Mm-hmm. To, to mm-hmm. come to the Lord oriented from a place of like, yeah. God, I, I, I can't, I can't do it on my own. Yeah. And we as a community need to, need to, uh, cry out together and expect that, expect that you'll come. Yeah. Expect that you'll fulfill your promise. It's that simple prayer, right? Like I need more. Yeah. I need more because, um, because the more that you're calling me into greater things, the more I need you, right? There's like an increased dependency as we're ministering. And so we need, 
seasons yeah. and conferences to come to the Lord and to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I, I love the fact that that here here at Damascus this weekend we've got we've got uh, focus missionaries, we've got SPO missionaries, yeah. we've got yep. we've got Damascus missionaries, we've mm-hmm. got uh, campus ambassadors who have yeah. gone through the Damascus program. We've got our missionaries here who who are who are pouring out day in and day out, Dan, like mm-hmm. you were talking about our confirmation retreats. You know, mm-hmm. we're doing doing a lot of the same thing. You know, a lot of really meaningful same things. Yes, right. And and this is a this is a time where it's really critical for us that we come together as a community and mm-hmm. say, like, Lord, we we simply can't do this without you. Yeah, yep, yep. And, and that's good to model too, right? Like, I think that's that's a, a beauty of, that I've seen so far in this particular conference is j- just to model in front of them what it looks like to say, like, we want to be dependent on the Lord. Yeah. We want to be dependent on the Lord. Like, if the Lord is speaking a different way for us to respond to this message tonight, like, as, as an MC, right? Like, I want to be open to that. Because, again, what, yeah. he, what he wants to do is... What what are some of those moments for you guys, uh, either either this year or in, or in the past that 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 you have felt like, okay, uh, God, I get to partner with you, mm-hmm. and like the the process that you're inviting me into, I get to I get to witness to others. I just I'd, I'd love to hear what God's even speaking this mm-hmm. this uh, year in in preparation for the message this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I, I I'll let you go after that, Dan. But I I think um, a huge part of my um, heart has been, um, shaped and molded over the last year, actually by our mission staff retreat last year. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is resonating with my heart a lot, because when I went there, I went to a place where it was like, I am going to just be and receive and actually ask that the Lord would provide guidance for this next year, you know, with the brothers and sisters that are serving alongside me. And you guys know this as much as anyone. And I, I think that 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 shaped me so much because we focused on actually very similar to what we're speaking about as the theme of this particular conference, which we'll get to in a minute. But um, just the idea that the that that the Lord will be our God and that we'll be His people, mm-hmm. and like what what does that mean? Like, because that it seems so on its face basic, and but when you begin realizing, it's like, oh wait, actually, He put Himself in a place of relationship, and and He chose us not out of merit or things like that it's allowed me to prepare for all the ministry this year, including this conference in a different way. And so what I would say is that's an area where the Lord, to your point, Aaron, has heard, at least from my heart, like yeah. um, a cry to say, hey, I want to be reliant on you, not on me. I want to, I want you to be God and me to be people. And uh, I want you, Jesus, to be Jesus and me to be Simon of Cyrene, not mm. the other way around, um, things like that. But that was huge for me this year. Yeah, it's funny because the so we have the Empower Conference, and then right after the Empower Conference, we, because all of our mission staff and missionaries from around the country, they come into Ohio. We then go on retreat with all of our missionaries who are post-formation. Yeah, no, our mission yeah and that's what and, I was talking about. And it's funny because last year at Empower, we still didn't have the content for this retreat. And we, mm-hmm. I mean, the plan for the retreat was just to to pray and but it was so interesting that during Empower, the Lord just downloaded the covenant. He's like, I want to, res- I want to renew the covenant with you mm-hmm. as, as, mm-hmm. as my children, you know, missionaries mm-hmm. in Damascus. And, and so that became the content for our mission staff retreat. And <laughs> the first night, it wasn't like anyone prepared to talk. It was just a reflection on the fact that the Lord says, I will be your God. And mm-hmm. it, it was like, God showed up yeah. like in glory and like, our team was on the ground, like worshiping him and crying out mm-hmm. and repenting for the fact Reconciliation. that, yeah, that I mean, we there didn't was like see him as God. Healed and relationships. It, it was, was insane. And I think the, just the simplicity of like, you can never stop. You can't stop meditating on just that phrase that I will be your God, that, 
that he has given himself to us and that, right. that he is who he says he is. And, um, and then, and that we will be his people that this is, this is love. And I think that, um, you know, where's I going with that? I think the, um, I think that the, you were asking Brad and Aaron, just kind of like, what, what is he, what is he saying? I think it's just the, the fact that like, mm-hmm. it's not that complicated. Yeah. It's just that we don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Like it's that the simplicity of the old covenant, that he's our God and we are his people, that mm-hmm. he has given himself to us and we belong to him. Like that's an inexhaustible reality by itself. Yes. Like, and we don't even believe it. And then the new covenant that like, that he loves us so much that he himself came and suffered and died for us, poured out his blood. And then when we say, I give you my life, he says, oh yeah, and I give you my life. And I literally give you my divine life. Mm-hmm. And I put the divine life of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. inside of you. Yes. So that if I feel like at any point that I'm like encountering and processing and then I mm-hmm. can't take action, well, the only reason I can't take action is because mm-hmm. I actually don't believe in the goodness of the new covenant, that the mm-hmm. life of God mm-hmm. has made his dwelling inside of me and that is the source of my action. Like yeah. if I'm like, I don't have what it takes, then you just don't believe the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I like Jesus, whenever Jesus re- preaches, he says, repent and believe in the gospel. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. first of all, it's kind of funny. Cause it's like, well, the gospel hadn't even been fully manifested yet. <laughs> like, but, but it's just like, we are so good at repenting uh, as Catholics. We, we we love to go to church and say, man, I really mm-hmm. suck, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're so good at being like, yeah, man, I'm not yeah. good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Okay, good. You, we've established that you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Now, the second part is believe in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Actually mm-hmm. believe it, even though it's way too good to be true, even though it's better than you could ever imagine, believe that you are the you are the house of God, yeah. Yeah. and that the house of God, it, you take him into the world, and he's going to use you. Mm-hmm. Like, he's... He's going to speak through you. Well, He's going to bless people. Yeah, and, and and if you if you don't want to take it from us, like the church fathers, like it's so funny to me because when we go to those places of repentance and things, like the church, they were working from the place that the church fathers had stated at the beginning. Ask any of our Eastern brothers and sisters today, what's the goal of the Christian life? They're going to say theosis. Ask our Western brothers and sisters, what's the goal of the Christian life? Divinization. That's the right answer. Yeah. The right, and, and it's the say same. Niceness. And it's the same. Yeah, yeah, right. No, exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. we've lost sight of the fact that, like, because in the because that was spoken so early and it was so right that we kind of lost track of it in the weeds of everything else. Yeah. But like, even in the mass, when the when the priest pours the water into wine, by the mixing of this water and wine, we, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled Himself to share in our humanity. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph one. God infinitely blessed and perfected himself in a plan of sheer goodness created man to share in his own blessed life, yeah. right? Like, like it's just, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to, I want to bring this back to that, that question I was asking about power, because I think Aaron, to your point, the question to Dan and I there is like, um, yeah, like, where are you guys going to the Lord to see like, um, what he wants to give you and to cry out for more And that mission staff retreat, what it allows us to do is to center on that word that he wants to be our God. And what does that mean? It means he's accessible. And if he's accessible, then his power is accessible. And if his power is accessible, then I can do something. And if I can do something, then I can move to action, right? Because what I see so often is in, especially in Western world Catholicism, I would say, especially in charismatic circles, is that we go into a conference and we encounter the Lord and we process it. And then because of hesitation to act, we have to, because we're made to act, we have to create a different action. So instead of acting in mission in the world, we act by saying, and there's spiritual attack now. And so I'm going to focus on me. Do you kind of see this? So like we're made to act after a process. 
right? So I encounter the Lord, I, I process, and then there's an action that I, that I just have an impetus. You have to act. Yeah. And, but if you have a hesitation or you don't believe that the Lord wants to work powerfully through you outwardly, then yeah. what you're going to do is say, oh, there's some kind of attack happening here and I'm going to deal with it internally. But that just takes you back to encounter and process. And so then it gets you into this cycle of encounter and process. And again, I, I've, I've just, I, I speak this word today because so many of the young adults that I was speaking to over their, um, over their process over the last year, mm-hmm. so often when, when we can walk in a place where I ask them to take tangible steps in mission, all of a sudden they focus more on the victory of Jesus than the hardship of the moment. Bingo. Yeah. And that's amazing yeah. because all of a sudden I'm, I'm starting to realize his power. When I go out, even when I fail, I'm yeah. like, well, that just need, that means I need more. You know, like it, I think that um, where I wanted to bring this to is the, the Empower Conference by its nature sets the bar high. It, it doesn't lower it. And, and that is a high bar to, to be outward facing every time I encounter the Lord in process. Like that is hard. I'm not living that perfectly. Uh, like that's it, it, a pursuit. The reason we keep that bar high is because if we fall short, the Lord will cover the gap with mercy, but we can't lower the bar or else we'll become so inward facing. I think yeah. it can hurt us. So yeah, if we lower the bar, we become inward facing. I think, yeah. I think, I think the bar is lowered because we've become inward facing. Yeah, it's almost, yeah, that's right. Which so, way is the, yeah, it's like mutual you know, causality. You know, Dan, Dan um, led in one of the messages you, you said last night was that, uh, you know, so many times we come into uh, worship trying to minister to the Lord's people, mm-hmm. but what if we, what if we approach it from a mindset of actually ministering to the Lord, mm-hmm. right? That, that our time of worship was actually mm-hmm. a gift given to him, like, like actually, God, I, I want to keep my soul focused on you because yeah. I know that if I'm focused on you, then I'm focused rightly. Yes. It's, it's when I it's when I when I spend too much time looking at myself or thinking about myself or That's thinking so about good, my Aaron. thinking about my thinking, right? That that I can I can just come into this spiral. Mm-hmm. Uh God gives us those those capacities mm-hmm. for the sake of an invitation into surrender. Right. And yes. uh you know, one of the one of the fruits that I've seen, one of the highlights that I've seen has been the fact that in, for some reason, at, at this at this conference, whether it's just the orientation of heart or whether it's the leadership mm-hmm. uh, and direction of of this of this event, um, there's a there's an amazing purity to our times of prayer and worship mm-hmm. that I think just it it just it accents that and brings it to the forefront. And mm-hmm. uh, there's there's both, you know, I, I've got the blessing to serve on the music team this this week. Yeah. Um, and my experience yesterday and, and my experience in the past has been that there's an excellence in uh, in production that actually mm-hmm. is amplified yeah. by the fact that there's a purity of heart. Mm. So, uh, and and there's just there's no there's no better experience, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and most oftentimes when it comes to when it comes to making our 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 pri- our sacrifice of praise, mm-hmm. right? Making our 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 music, our song, our worship. That's just mm-hmm. not something that Catholics experience in a Catholic context. Yeah, right. I mean, when's the last time that that you know singing a hymn at mass at your at your local mm-hmm. parish, like you, you were actually brought into a place of like mm-hmm. connection and yeah. and sacrificial offering? Yeah, where you uh, allowed your heart to go there, right? Because that's what it's made for. So, uh, I think yeah, it's it's through it's through messaging, it's mm-hmm. through worship, it's through it's through. Uh, the conviction of mission mm-hmm. that we can reorient our hearts and actually allow ourselves to realize, hey, this this is not just a a, a feed me conference, right? This is yeah. a this is an invitation into understanding 
Yep. I don't know what it's what it's like to actually live Christian life. Yeah. Yeah. And I want I want to I want to go there for a second because you've been assisting with worship leadership and it's been amazing. And I what what I love about the uh, environment that's being set is it's it's always pushing all of us into a, a greater gift to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a song saying last night, and I want to just share one one of the lines from it because we've been praying it for a, about a, a week or two now here at Damascus, and um and then after that, I think it'll tie into the theme pretty beautifully um as kind of a, a conclusion to the show today. But um, it, it's this bridge that says, "When I see your face." Yeah. I'll wish I'd given more away. And it's just been, it's been piercing my heart that like, cause it's what you're saying, Aaron. And, and it's, 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 it's kind of what I'm trying to say in that action step is like, give it all away. Yeah. Like, yeah, your circumstances might be hard. Give it away. Like give it to the Lord, have faith that he can heal you right now and have hope that if it's not right now, it'll be better later. Like, like move into him because what starts happening is all of a sudden I, I get caught up in the movement of God yep. and all of a sudden it's, it's just all gift. Like all I deserve is non-existence. Anything past that point's gift. I'm just going to keep going, and then I don't get in that insulary spiral. So I, maybe can we reflect on that line for a second? Like, um, <laughs> like w- when I see your face, I'll wish I'd given more away. I think it's right. I think it's the it. Um, seeing his face is what makes me want to give more. You know, so yeah. those who haven't given more and those who haven't given their life, it's because they haven't encountered him. You know, wow. it's like when you when you see God and when you encounter his glory, that, that's when everything mm. fades away. That's when the treasures of this world are put in right perspective because it's like, oh, mm. this this is everything. Yeah. And it's and I think the if we try to give ourselves to God without seeing God, it's there. It, it, it's, it's it, one, it, one, it's impossible. And two, it's just not enjoyable, right? It's, it is the God it's seeing his face. It's worshiping him. It's adoring him. It's, it's looking at, he, he doesn't say you're going to be my people. And Oh, by the way, I'll be your God. No, it's first. I will be your God. You're going to yeah. see me. You're going to realize I'm your God. Mm-hmm. And you're going to realize all the false gods are nothing compared huh. to me. And I'm going to manifest myself and reveal myself through the power mm. of Sinai, through the power of the cross, through the power of the Eucharist, mm-hmm. through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show myself. And when you see me, when I see your face, I wish awesome, I'd given man. you more. It's, it's almost that's like what a, makes when me it's almost a secondary prayer, right? So yeah. do, what do you think about that? Like when, when I see your face, help me give more away. Yeah, I mean, right? like, because I haven't, and it, so that encounter. Obviously. Well, so and if I'm, you can't give more away, then just say, Lord, show me more of you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not, I have to work harder and try harder to give more. I need to see God more. I'm seeing it in context of the Beatitudes, too. I mean, uh, again, this is maybe a little speculative, right? But sure. so oftentimes we, we look at the Beatitudes as like a causal transactional process. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know, this, so this. I, I this, will achieve, and then I will achieve purity of my heart. Yeah. <laughs> and then I shall. And, and then, then I, I will see God. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but maybe, but you know, th- these things don't happen one after the other, yeah. right. That, that those opportunities where I can find to see the face of the Lord, like that's, that's when the purity of the gift is actually is strengthened and solidified mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, that's 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 yes, sweet. Yes, yes, yes. They're they're inter- intimately connected. I love that beatitude idea because what what I've wondered, especially in that one, the pure of heart for they will see God, right? Yeah. Like, well, by seeing God, I'm becoming pure of heart, 
And in that pure of heart, I see God more clearly. It's exactly what we're talking about with the other pieces. Yeah. But what's what's been blessing me about that particular song, and I think Aaron just to the song's give, called You Remain. You Remain, thanks, and thanks. It's written by a friend of Damascus, Meredith Melton. Yeah, Meredith Melton, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, just, just to honor you and Joseph and the entire team and uh, Olivia, who's been singing that song so beautifully, what it's done for me is this like, it's 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 given me more of the eternal scope that like at, at the very end of my life, you know, like I'm done, right? I, I go to the other side of eternity, right? Yep. I uh, my body will be resurrected later, unless Jesus comes before I die. But you know, different different thing. So when I when I see His face there, everything's gonna be so perfect, and I'm gonna realize that all the things I was coveting, I just didn't need anyway. Like, like I, I just didn't like all, all I, all I needed was, was, was a connectivity to the other people who were representing him, moving him forward and mm. blessing the world with him. Like, and I'll realize that in that moment. And it's, it's brought me to this heart of like, I want to prepare for that now. Like, I want to get ready that when I get, like, I want to have that, that revelation now and not just then. Now, again, I'm not saying then it would somehow keep me out of like the glory and rich joy of heaven, but there I do. I just believe that, that like, I'm going to see, and I'm going to be like, you know, all the money worries that I had that got me in arguments with Nina and my dad, like what, what did that matter? What, what did that matter? Yeah. Right. Like all of the, like, like side, um, conversations I had to protect my own pride because someone was debating the best way to go about this ministerial idea. Like what, what does that matter? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like I want to give away my life and I'm probably wrong. And I'm, but I'm going to just do the best I can and let God guide me, right? Like he's, he's our guidance counselor. I've been, uh, I want to go into the the theme here just to to close so that we can have a couple comments. But um, I think it would do us well to recognize that like, we don't have to be afraid of failing in the action step when we know we have power, because even when we do mess up, Holy Spirit as paraclete, I've been rocked by this recently. Paraclete means defense attorney. Yeah. So when the prosecutor comes and lays down, here's your sentence, the Holy Spirit says, no, well, and I defend. Let me toss this out. Like, When's the last time that you saw somebody screwing something up when their intent was actually to, to give, right? Huh. I'd say typically in my experience, when I correct somebody, it's because, it's because there's some selfishness that's being manifested. That's a really good word, Aaron. Right? So you were, you were made to give. Correct. And, and I, I want to affirm your statement that like, if, if you give recklessly, yeah. I think, I think God's got grace to correct that gift. The, the issue that that's not typically what I run into yeah, that yeah, needs correction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that you were, you weren't giving, yeah, right? right? You said you were right. giving, but you were taking, right, right. Yeah. or you said you were giving, but you were, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're going about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It was, it was oriented selfishly. You wanted to, you wanted to earn something for yourself or prove something to yourself yeah. or the image fix just, something yeah. in yourself. The image I just got was a ship, like a, yeah. like a, a large, like sailing ship. And the wind is always blowing. The Holy Spirit's always moving. And the question is, will I open the sails, you know, like, and, and set it on a trajectory outward? Because as I'm moving, we can steer, we can steer differently, but it has to get moving. Like, like, and I, so I have to take action because I personally have like in seasons where I am most outward facing, I have the deepest prayer because I realize when I go out, like they need you more than me, Lord. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not with you, I can't provide you to them. I can only provide me. And my gifts only go so mm-hmm. far. And I think, um, I think that that actually ties in decently well. I just want to spend just a minute or two here because um, every Empower Conference, we dive into an Old Testament passage and we pray into it incessantly beforehand, really. And then we come up with like, I think this is the word that the Lord wants to speak. And it really is to bring something that is probably familiar to people, but in a new yeah. way, right? Yeah. Exactly what you were talking about, Dan. And so um, this year we're in Jeremiah 31 verses uh 
31 through 34. I don't want to read the entire thing, but I do want to read um, this part of it. But you can go and pray with this. This is the part I just want to kind of maybe, um, yeah, bring a, a conclusion around today. And this starts in uh, verse 33. But this is the covenant. This is the Lord speaking. But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. They will no longer teach their friends and relatives, know the Lord. Everyone from least to greatest shall know me, for I will forgive their iniquity and no longer remember their sin. Like, yeah, I, we've already talked about him being our God and we being his people, but everyone from least to greatest, this is for everyone. It's not just us three sitting here, like, because we have a call to ministry. It's you listening today. Like, he, he's written his law on your heart. Like, just go in and find it. Sit with him, let him reveal it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'll just let you guys speak to that. When you were hearing that, what are some some promptings as we close here? Yeah. Uh, once again, I, I see it I see it just as being a, a process where, like, the, the Lord promises, hey, I'm already here. I'm the one who's given your strength to be my people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what does it mean to be your people? It means to claim him as your God, right? That, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, I'm just on, a, I'm on a kick recently of, of breaking out of a transi- transactional mindset. Yeah. Speak that to that a little bit. Th- there's just, there's, there's nothing I can accomplish in this Christian life that's not impossible on my own strength. Yeah. So, uh, you know, ev- every assignment that God's given me can only be accomplished with his grace. And then in his mm-hmm. incredible, ridiculous generosity, he's going to, he's going to, attribute that to me as, as some kind of a success, hmm. right? So, hmm. yeah. you know, I've just, I've just been of the, of the mind of let's, let's, let's break, let's break out of the mindset that, you know, that I can do this thing on my own or that I, I've got to do this thing on my own. And Lord, let every prayer I pray just be a prayer of desperation hmm. that, I know you've called me to an important mission and I know you've given me the strength to accomplish it, but you are like, mm-hmm. we're going to do this thing together because there's no other way around it. That's awesome. This prophecy from Jeremiah was almost kind of like a foreshadowing of the prophecy that the Lord speaks through Ezekiel mm-hmm. um, in 30, chapter 36, where he says, um, I'll place my heart within you and I'll put my spirit within you. And it's just, it's interesting because in Ezekiel, he, at the beginning, he, he's yelling at the people um, like get your heart in the right place and, and get your spirit, uh, to do the right thing. He's, he's almost telling them like, like will your heart correctly and, and will your spirit correctly and accomplish the law. Just get your act together. You know, it's like yeah. that dad, it's like, yeah. just get, yeah. get your act together. You so know? that you see that you can't. Yeah. And both Jeremiah and Ezekiel, they're, they, they end up prophesying that like, you like, Oh, Oh Israel, <laughs> yeah, you can't get your act together, and mm-hmm. so, so I'm gonna put my heart in you, yes, and you're gonna love with me, mm-hmm. and, and I'm gonna put my spirit in you, and 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 my mm-hmm. spirit is going to get your act together, yes. and that action that we've been talking about to, today, it is, mm-hmm. it's 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 so frustrating 
when mm-hmm. we leave prayer and we try through our own willpower to accomplish what God's asked us in prayer. Yeah. It, it just leads to frustration. <laughs> it does. And when I try to willpower holiness, when I try to or willpower complacency. evangelization. Right, it, one of the two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. frustration or complacency. Yeah. It's going yeah, to be one of the two. It's going to be one of the two. I can't do this. Yeah. And, and the gospel is that it's not you who accomplishes it. It's the spirit who has transformed you and who's operating in you. And when, when, mm-hmm. when you fail to see the spirit accomplishing it in you, you simply go back to encounter and say, hey, Lord, yeah. how, you promised me this new heart and you promised me this new spirit mm-hmm. uh, so that I could get my act together. Mm-hmm. Um, can you like... Mm-hmm. Let's activate this. Yeah. You know, like yeah. let's, it's this process of like, mm-hmm. spirit, I need more of you. I need more of you. I need more of you. And mm-hmm. it's as we learn to just to yield to him and to yield to him and to rest with him, he, he takes over. And it's like union with God will never be possible without the death of self. And the death of self is not mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. like, like hating myself. The death mm-hmm. of self is learning how to actually not be the forerunner in this race, but allowing mm. him to be the forerunner through my life. And yeah. it's a really, it, it, it's, it's a process that mm-hmm. like, it's why it's a child, right? Like you, you must be a child, like, because it's, mm. it, you can't overthink this. You just mm-hmm. have to allow God to work. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's why the, 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 the great, the great ones, the, 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 the saints, they, they were just simple people. So mm-hmm. often yeah. they, they were not, complicated yeah and their lives were simple yeah well i also love um my my quick reflection just off what you guys are saying before we close um israel means those who wrestle with god Mm. and that's what jacob was named after he wrestles with the angel and what i love is that israel from the very beginning walked with a limp Uh, because because maybe maybe selfishly um who knows the motives they wrestled with god and god wrestled back like he contended back and the Lord wants to contend for us. And when I read the prophets, similar to what you're saying, Dan, a revelation I've been having recently is that the Lord is actually commanding us to do things he knows we can't so that we will try on our own to recognize dependency. So yeah, get your act together precisely so that when you hear my words and try to act on them, you begin to realize that that's, that's not how Eden was. Yeah. That, that the reason that you fell in Eden is you tried to earn something you were given freely. And that's what I'm literally commanding you to do through the words of the prophets, precisely so that you can go back to yeah. the place where you recognize that is insufficient. It is relationship with me. It is it is me and you together in union that's the solution mm-hmm. to all this. It's theosis and it's divinization. Like, that's the answer, you yeah. know? And so if you're listening today... Um, the Lord wants to awaken you to new realities in your life. There's no question. Uh, and he wants to equip you. But in the middle of that, he wants to empower you. He, he wants you to know your identity as a son or daughter that has access to him. And, 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 he, and he doesn't just want to do that. He wants to empower you to understand your authority from that place so that you can go on mission. You know, identity and authority and mission. I've been working on some things with that for a while now. Identity, authority, and mission. The thing I love about that is the acronym for that is I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they, yeah, of course, identity, authority, mission. Like we're walking in. God wants God wants that to be who we are because because each of that feed each element of that feeds um, the other. So let's go ahead and let's um let's close in prayer. And I think um maybe just each of us speak a, a quick word just for anyone listening who's had things stirred in their heart in this conversation. Um and um yeah and who might be um, hungering for an, an empowerment from the Lord today. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen, Lord. We pray that everyone listening today would be empowered by you. 
We pray, God, that any area of conviction you're giving would be stirred and would be processed and would be acted on. And Lord, we just pray right now that you would give absolute confidence to anyone listening, that you will be with them in whatever you're calling them to do from this podcast forward. I was getting the sense that there's somebody who's listening today who uh, has, this message has touched a nerve that, uh, that ministry has been hard and that this individual has been of the mind that, uh, that he needs to, he needs, he needs to press in and, and do the, do the harder work to earn the result. Mm. And, um, you know, m- I would invite the Lord to let our witness ring true that, uh, brother, sister, the Lord Jesus desires relationship with you and that your fruit will flow from relationship. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he sees you in your exhaustion and he, and he invites you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the, um, I think there are some who are crying out, like, I want to see God more. I want to know God more. And, um, I think it's not a conference that you need to go to to see him, um, but that they, the Lord tells us to go into the quiet place, into the closet of prayer, into the uh, the hidden place, and that mm-hmm. the Lord is, is not present because it's a conference. The Lord is present because he is present, and mm-hmm. he wants to be present to you in your closet. He wants to be present to you in your bedroom. He wants to be present to you in that quiet place. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would show up in power and glory mm. and in tangibility mm-hmm. in every person's prayer time, yes. that we would have faith that when we enter into the, the quiet of prayer, we enter into the tent of meeting. And when Moses entered into the tent of meeting, your presence was so profoundly there that when he left the tent, his face radiated, his face radiated such that he had to wear a veil to, to, to clothe, to hide the glory of God. The Lord, I want to enter into the tent of meeting with you. I pray that every listener, that as we enter into prayer, we enter into this tent of glory and that we meet you face to face and that we hear your voice. Mm-hmm. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Paul, pray for us. Um, a good one. This has been Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. I hope this show has blessed you today. If it has, feel free to share it with a friend or a family member that might be able to use it. We invite you to like, comment, subscribe. Let's let's live in relationship together so we can mm-hmm. continue to grow together. We want to really thank our sponsors at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio for making today possible, for making this podcast possible. Stella's. We want to thank Stella's, Stella's Cafe coffee. at Damascus for all yes, the coffee yes. that they're bringing to us during the conference. Uh, we pray blessing over your day, over your week, over your life, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time here on Beyond Damascus.